You are listening to Oblivion. It's January 18th, 2022. Hey, why don't you start off uh, telling the story? You mentioned uh, saying, I guess, the Rachel Maddow show with Dan Rather. Is that what <laughs> the situation was? Or? Yes. I mean, this happened uh, fairly recently. It was uh, pre-COVID, uh, but it wasn't that long ago. Uh, and we had a conversation uh, about it. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm almost uh, certain. So this is the gist of the conversation. Is um, rather, of course, was the CBS anchor, I think, in the 80s and 90s. But in the in the 60s, he uh, made a name for himself as a field reporter, right? And I think he covered uh, Vietnam. And he also, of course, uh, covered the Civil Rights Act and, and Martin Luther King. So he's being interviewed uh, in the recent present day uh, by Maddow on the Rachel Maddow show. And um, rather is, is trying to make the point that Martin Luther King didn't only stand for uh, racial justice and equality, right? Uh, rather said uh, a big part of King's message was also um, uh, economic justice and uh, also that King was anti-war and then uh, rather went on to say and when uh, King started to emphasize the anti-war message and the uh, economic uh, justice message um, the media started to ignore him, right? When when King just wouldn't compartmentalize and package his uh, message in terms of, of race. So after making that point, that was an opportunity in the conversation for Maddow to uh, pick up on those those issues and and uh, address the fact that do we in the present day really honor Martin Luther King because of his anti-war views and because of his um, advocacy for economic justice? Do we do that? Maddow basically ignored Rather's point and took the conversation right back to race and racial equality and how things are uh, equal, and I'm sure had to say something about how great Obama was, right? And Obama's the great symbol of how we've overcome racism and everything is basically equal now. Um, and again, rather uh, reiterated the point that he had just made that, you know, King's message was not just racial justice, it was also economic justice and, and uh, anti-war. He, he was against the Vietnam War. And once again, Maddow did not pick up on it. So I think that that is really a microcosm of the phoniness of our present day honoring of Martin Luther King, that if in fact it actually is true that King was just as much of, of an anti-war uh, advocate and an advocate for economic justice as he was for racial justice, if we don't honor the other two things, we're not really honoring him, right? It's another phony American sham democracy um, exercise in uh, having a, a meaningless appreciation of, of, of something. 
um, that yeah. is that is hollow and ceremonial. Well, I, I'm really um, surprised that uh, rather it even bring it up, All right? Because it's uh, <laughs> um, right. this has been kind of a long-standing thing, pretty much since the '60s, to try to act like that never happened, right? You know, right, that right. He was anti-Vietnam and and um, getting quite uh, more socialist and radical in his leanings, right? Uh, and, and therein lies the whole um, reason that Maddow avoids the uh, subject because you're getting into the dicey territory of critiquing the system that you live in. You know, what kind of uh, um, you know, system is causing this rather than it's the racists, right? Which I guess right. is what... Uh, uh, you know the uh, deplorables, the racists, the uh, right unvaccinated, the um, right. I don't know. That's the latest uh, smear um, of basically just people and their right to uh, uh, live. That it's innate in in how uh, lowly these people are that they that they would be racist rather than it's a product of a system that it's a system that's yeah. designed to make them this way yeah uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh it was if king had lived there would be a whole host of things he would have been protesting against it's for sure uh the prison <laughs> the gulag uh right. you know he would have been loud and proud about uh denouncing that um and uh yeah so yeah he, he was definitely hated uh, you know of course kennedy had him wiretapped uh when he was kind of being independent and uh, didn't want to be told what to do kennedy authorized uh j edgar hoover to wiretap and and no otherwise kidding. otherwise harass him and uh so um <laughs> But isn't that uh, J J J J Ever Hoover? Um, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of that. The famous photograph of what? Uh, well, Kennedy is is uh, in the I think in the Oval Office, but he's uh, surrounded everybody else's. They're they're black men, and I think m maybe King is one of them. And then there's Thurgood Marshall and uh, yeah, yeah, good. Um, yeah, yeah. Propaganda. Good, uh, oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, well, I mean, maybe that, that maybe Kennedy had uh, Martin Luther King. Yeah, he's, I'm not yeah, surprised at all. Yeah, yeah, it, it started. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it started right from that point on, and of course, it went up till straight up to his death. I mean, they were. Now they they did they, they did uh, these hard, they one of the, here's some of the things that happened. They um, of course he was wiretapped and recorded. You know, they bugged everywhere he went, and. Um, so, and they kept sending the FBI kept sending these like threatening letters, and then there was one where they sent a tape of uh, King like fucking somebody. You know, he was like you know to his wife, sent to his wife. You know, sure, to sure. try to you know well, this smear campaign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and it was kind of also part of COINTELPRO. I mean, they they started doing that uh, with MLK early, but then COINTELPRO got going there in the late 60s. And just about anybody of prominence uh, was 
especially if you were truly political, you were very closely monitored and spied on. Spied upon. You might have been like uh, Fred Hampton assassinated in Chicago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, those were the good old days. <clears throat> and, uh, of course, they do some of that, but uh, yeah, it's a wonderful legacy. So yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised Matt Al was being uh, her usual right winger self. Um, and it, it goes along with the right wing nature of this uh, racialist uh, critique of, of the society. Um, you know, that it ignores, you know, everything is racist. You know, the 1619 project, you know, it all is rooted in slavery and racism. And, and that's what needs to be stamped out is this racism thing. Uh, but it's not stepping out. Uh, to ask what the roots of the problem is. So let's see what, uh, well, I guess we've got plenty of COVID news. What do I do with my notebook? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess the treatments, uh, <laughs> well, of course, just the general COVID news of, it's still lots of cases per day. <laughs> still very bad, man. And uh, yeah, speaking yeah. of um, of right wing media propaganda, I want to point out again how uh, CNN continues to censor the total number of cases and total number of deaths. That they basically right. went away from that. I think in April of 2021. Uh, uh, not long after Biden got in there. And I think it has to have something to do with a White House directive to you know, stop putting that number up. And now they're putting up these kind of cryptic statistics that the ultimate effect is that you're always looking at lower numbers, right? So it could be the percent of, of deaths is it, is it up or down. So deaths are up 16%, which is a lot, but uh, the number 16 is low compared to what is it now teetering on 900,000 and man we should be getting that basic number period that should not be hard to get or hidden or oh forget about this and then they have an arrow going up or down and you have the percent of uh, uh symbol so instead of just these simple uh numbers you're getting this garbled of symbols and smaller numbers and having to read all this stuff but if you just see the daily number of deaths that tells you everything right you you definitely don't have any kind of worthwhile information if that most important thing is being kept from you and that's just what a total waste it is that that cnn is and the msnbc we're talking about maddo we could also talk about scarborough and his uh bashing of teachers and again, it's this, um, it's, it's just this um, medieval like morality play of character of, of saying these people are of bad character. Like there are these racists and they're they they're bad people, and they have and they're of bad character. They're bad apples. And teachers, it's the same thing. They don't want to work and they they don't want to uh, get in there. But um, they're harming wanna, the children. I want to reinforce one point and then go into uh, a, a, another topic. And I think these things all tie in together. But 
just to make the point that yesterday being Martin Luther King Day, there wasn't any kind of anti-war message, and there certainly was not any kind of a message for economic uh, equality. You know, we heard just the same old cliche, generic um, lines. I have a dream. Right. And injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And like you're supposed to have that on the screen and they kept putting the same picture of Martin Luther King up. He's facing you. And then on the left, he's looking to the left of the, the screen. Of course, that's not what he was actually doing in the picture, but you know what I mean. And then on the right, he's looking to the right. During this game between Notre Dame and Howard, Howard is, a, I think, a, what you could call a, a black African-American uh, uh, college. But anyway, with some pretty famous uh, uh, graduates. Anyway, so no anti-war message and no um, message of economic equality, supposedly celebrating Martin Luther King. And then, so instead of saying that there are these actual causes of racism and that cause it to be pervasive in society and, and expressed through the institutions, right? You just say, well, there are these bad people, they're racist, and we have to somehow overcome them right, which is this nebulous, poorly, sloppily defined goal that means you can never really know if you're accomplishing it or not. So then you can go with the teachers and do the same thing. These are bad people. That's why they don't want to teach. And so that's why we have to bash them. They, they don't uh, not want to teach because they have good reasons. It's because they're bad people and they don't want to teach. Now, I don't know if you saw anything about how I think in Kansas City, the students actually went on strike because they don't want to be in school because that's where the COVID is spreading and they're on, they're not doing the safety measures that are, the, the guidelines are there. And what you hear people like Biden saying over and over again is the studies have shown, the science has shown that the schools are safe if the guidelines are implemented, right? If the guidelines are implemented, but how do you know that they are? Have you been in, it, in every single uh, school? Have you jogged into every single school, Top Gun Joe, like you do to the top of the podium to be the star of the show and get in that um, supersonic jet and fly through the danger zone? <laughs> and so, and so this tells us, and this has been happening in other places too. Uh, so there, there's this guy. Uh, I have his name written down somewhere it, it's not that important but anyway he's a he's a columnist for usa today i looked him up he's 67 years old so he's been there for a while and he's got a net worth of like about eight hundred thousand dollars so of course he's going to be biased and sympathetic to the establishment uh perspectives on things and so he did another one of these hit jobs on the teachers saying that you're you're hurting our students like you're you're causing them to be mentally ill and development is going to be bad. And um, the science has shown that the schools are the safest places to be. Oh, and so here's the point I want to make about this guy, right? So he says, he says, you have to ask, you know, why would uh, people with the background of teachers be questioning uh, the, the science? And like the teachers are dumb and they don't have the background to do this. And a reasonable person would ask, you know, how could the schools not be safe after they've received $1.8 billion in funding? And, you know, people like this guy like to throw around these uh, big numbers to make it sound like if 
X amount of, you know, million or billion has been thrown around. Well, you're just a numbskull for thinking that everything isn't as well done as it could possibly be. But the reporting out of Chicago was that the money, the Biden money that went for the uh, the schools in Chicago, right, to be cleaned up and made uh, COVID safe or whatever the jargon <coughs> is, right, to put up the ventilation, to put up the plexiglass and to have proper ventilation squirting stuff that you know on the thing right yeah. the ventilation right the ventilation is the big thing and that's yeah. an issue in these places like chicago and new york by the way this is a secondary point that these are older buildings mm. right and so oh, you yeah. can't really do the ventilation within the way you could say uh, a school in the middle of, of marshall county or graves county kentucky that's not that old and it, it's spacious and yeah, and, retro, and retrofitting is 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 expensive. It's expensive and it's difficult to do, uh, as I understand for these uh, for these older buildings. Yeah, you get more right. people in there and the rooms yeah. are smaller. But anyway, it's especially difficult to do when you don't spend the money to do that. And can you believe that that could happen? <laughs> I thought that was part of the uh, the first. The fir- say, right? <laughs> that was part of one of those trillion dollar deals, or was it that last infrastructure bill? that Lori Lightfoot gave this money to pay for the police for their overtime. Oh my God. She took the money that was supposed to be for the school. Must be allocated. Yeah. She gave it to the, to the police for their overtime work because had to be tamping down all of the protests and (laughs) you got to have extra police to, uh, the morality play, right? You've got to, you've got to have, you've got to have extra police to like gas the students who are on strike. Right. I mean, those, those bad people who don't, uh, like to be, uh, have the, have someone kneel on their neck, right? Those (laughs) bad people who don't like to be oppressed and beaten down (laughs) and treated poorly, like those bad people who don't want to get a deadly virus that's killed well we don't know for sure because the iron curtain uh, (laughs) the the iron curtain media you know won't put the numbers up that they did under of all people donald trump can you believe that that actually happened that it never occurred to trump or for whatever reason it did not happen you know get those numbers off of there the entire time trump was president those numbers total deaths total cases were were there so if you were following it like i know a lot of us are and you saw that number that was the the way to 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 follow it because you have to have a big picture before you can deal with all these details and not having that big number up there like that like it should be is one of the many things that makes all of these uh numerous details and all the minutiae suddenly become uh too much yeah. because nothing is giving them shape you're being it's being obscured before we get into numbers let me sure say a couple of kind of more local stories it's uh very good of uh, jefferson county for instance they um, are going to do another week of uh, at home or online or whatever uh schooling Jefferson County, uh, Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Right. Louisville, Kentucky. Um, Yeah. So the, uh, but, uh, of course, you know, pretty much Nancy's situation. I think they're kind of doing the same 
they have classes, but they're like spread it out where there's half the number of students. Um, but you know, it's it's pretty much back to business. You know, I, they've reduced the concentration of classes overall in school, but not really doing much. And and, and get this. Uh, so one of the benefits, they suddenly said, well, you can get uh, um, N95 masks. We're going to distribute those like out of the office or something of engineering and at UK. <laughs> and she goes up there and it's like, you can only have two. And they were like all worried about the number. And then they accidentally gave her three and like called her up and said, oh, we need that third one back. <laughs> and it's like, what? What? Planet, am I fucking on, man? It's like you're not even planet mansion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I'm surprised they didn't take a, a soldering iron and like cut all of the. And you have to you have to return it. You have to return it after two weeks or in a fine year. Um. Yeah, so it, it's just kind of baffling. Um, and well, I looked up to see if there was some kind of shortage of masks. I didn't see anything. So it's like, what is up with this, man? You could have bought hundreds of these. And of course, they should have. You know, they should have. You should get one mask a fucking day. You know, should be how it had, should have been since basically as soon as you know there were enough masks to do so. These places should have done it. Um, yeah, I mean, you can go on for hours on the things that should have been done and should be still be done. Uh, it's not going to happen, man. <laughs> you know, that's the plan. We're, we're just, uh, opening up the gate. And yeah, before we get into the numbers, it was one last thing that made me think about, you know, there were, somebody was asking Fauci whether or not he, he thought, uh, uh, basically it's herd immunity. I mean, so many people are getting it. Will there be enough herd immunity then that'll make it go, you know, maybe even make it go away because it's so strong? And of course, it was the usual, like, non-answer. Well, we just don't know. And he's like, okay, great. Uh, we're hopeful. Uh, well, but it's, it's kind of, a, uh, it's kind of a, a stupid question. I mean, this is the problem with America is that, is that we think we can force the world to be what we want it to be no matter what. And this not going to happen with this virus. And the only reason that some lockdowns haven't worked in certain places, I mean, at least not in the long term, is that we still haven't done any of the proper measures according to the science. I mean, we just haven't followed best practices as a nation. So there can't be any basis for saying that this wouldn't work because we've never tried it. We've never done the right thing. We've never uh, done the right thing. Um, it's worrisome to me to see places like Australia kind of capitulating uh, to, and it's obviously the, the cloud of the business class in opening things back up. And uh, I read it expecting to think, uh, because I mean, I think that if you're, you're going to have the best argument, if you are the harshest critic of your own argument, and you're always looking for ways that you could be wrong. But so I read this article saying, well, maybe 
this is at this point the thing to do because it just does seem to be so unending and relentless. And if the masses are just mm-hmm. at this point have decided it's going to be a rite of passage mm-hmm. to get it, then what good are you really doing? But of course, they said uh, toward the end of the article that, you know, this really isn't working. And so what I would say is it's amounting to driving with your headlights off at night. Like it, you can't do it. It'll be the same thing over and over. And one of the worrisome things about the vaccines is they are good, do seem to be good at preventing severe illness and death, but they just don't seem to be that long lasting, right? It's really getting to be obnoxious where you get boosted and then it's still like, okay, and then by this time you're going to need a fourth shot. And then they're saying, but the, against Omicron, the fourth shot doesn't really even seem to do much. <laughs> but, but then you have to wonder, well, what's the time in between the third shot and the fourth shot when the third shot starts to wear off? Mm. You know, do I really know how I have that much um, immunity? But you definitely have to get this thing under control and you have to always stop infections and save lives. That will not stop being true. And it's only a matter of time before most of the world, the United States will never do it, but at some point, much of the world, Europe certainly will form some kind of alliance, like there is a war going on, and they will do some kind of coordinated uh, lockdown. And again, with the vaccinations and the boosters and the mask wearing and just having to deal with it, because it's definitely a serious problem. And everything I've heard from the epidemiologists that the way Americans have been behaving, it's going to be really bad for at least the next month. And this is on top of everything else that has happened. So uh, I'm very worried this idea that if we just all get it now, we'll be immune, that'll solve it because (laughs) that's so many infections that you're definitely going to get more mutations. And again, we know that immunity from prior infection wears off, just like immunity from with the vaccine wears off. So, yeah, it's yeah. definitely just bad news. Indeed. So the um, yeah the deaths are up. Well, um, here's um, a live just hot off the presses. Uh, the Biden administration's new website to order at home virus just goes live a day early, and uh, it's covidtest.gov. That's where you go and get free. At home COVID 19 deaths, seven to 12 days. Every home in the U.S. is eligible to order four free at home COVID tests. So get yours now. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> if there's a big demand, um, and, and the big, que- big question I have is why now? I mean, <laughs> You know, you yeah. had an opportunity months ago. If you look how much better you would have looked if you had just gone ahead and done it months ago and been like, yeah, I'm ahead right. of the curve here. I told the science, you know, you know I'm not that so, Trump, that that Trump dude, you know, I followed the science. Well, as far as I can tell, he's followed the exact same, <laughs> you know, policies. Well, he has, um, which is typical of 
Democrats coming after uh, Republicans in the in the White House. But it's just clear that Joe Ma- uh, Joe Biden, <laughs> Joe Manchin, <laughs> Joe Manchin Biden, Joe, right. um, Joe, yeah, Joe Manchin Biden, uh, Manchin Biden. <laughs> it's a Manchin Biden. <laughs> I think we've got a, a title for this episode. <laughs> Der Manson Biden. Dun, 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 dun. Der, der, der uh, Manson Biden. All right. Anyway, so um, Biden is unmotivated with anything except starting wars and having his um, war on drugs and his prohibition party. Prohibition party. Isn't that an oxymoron? Prohibition party? Uh, I guess batching up uh, stills. Um, well, it is, but it's still, uh, I mean, barrels. Their, it's their party. It's the burning pot. Trip, I guess man. that's a, yeah. a trip. A trip is a trip, right? Yeah. It's the sadist party. Yeah, you can go see Jerry or <laughs> you, can, you can go after. <laughs> Have a beat down. <laughs> You're beat down, <laughs> exactly. And and yeah, I just don't see like where is the motivation uh, in in Joe Biden? And um, it's it's one thing to you could say maybe it's a cheap shot to make fun of his age and appearance, the the, the patchy uh, gray, almost white hair. Yeah. Well, his you know, clearly the, the look on his face, elderly in every sense of the word. Right, the look on his face like he's just been handed an appetizer menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that one where he was at the UN and he was like falling asleep, his eyes were closing, and the aide right. comes rushing up and it pretends like she's asking a question or something. Oh, and, uh, like, and how spot on, uh, <laughs> especially have you been about all of this uh, Russia talk? You know, right? Oh, I mean, there's the yeah, morality yeah. play. The Russians are bad, just like racists are bad, just like teachers are bad. Like, well, it's definitely like this. We're not at war with Russia. <laughs> so, wow, boy, that was close. But there, but we're right. We're um, rattling our sabers. We're well, not going to let those missiles get into Cuba. Well, the the question is, is will we see a uh, some kind of provocation through proxies? Uh, you know, because of course we have proxies in Ukraine already with the people's. Biden region or whatnot. We're definitely supporting, and uh, yeah, will will we try to provoke them into something? But uh, yeah, that that uh, talks the quote talks was was amazing. They just like said no to everything. <laughs> yeah, it was like okay, great negotiating there. But it's just a, we're going to be belligerent. We've made up this whole thing. We're going to stick to it, and we're going to. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. It's kind of strange how it does is, is Biden just rolls out a, a playbook. But yeah, I mean, maybe it'll just stay fake. And you know, I would prefer the the, the fake war to the uh, uh, sure. the, the bombing, which you know, um, right. like I said last yeah. week, is uh, a, a, been a quite a positive thing. Apparently, I mean, he's just not bombing people. Is um, for whatever reason, you know, I'd rather have this this show uh, foe like military. Uh, it basically all is anyway. It's seven hundred and seventy-seven billion dollars of utter disaster and waste, uh, harm and 
uh, destruction. It's a party. It's a wrecking crew. <laughs> it's a cannonball run. Except <laughs> instead of Burt Reynolds, it's Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf <laughs> and uh, Colin Powell, who was uh, celebrated ad nauseum uh, not, not too recently. But one of the biggest scandals, you want to talk about Biden saying, I follow the science. Well, we know that in the spring of uh, 2021, these epidemiologists came to Biden and said, you should buy all of these testing kits now so that you'll be have them for the fall and winter when there's going to be a surge. <laughs> they told him that. And um, they said, buy them now because they're cheap and there's not the demand. And uh, easily for the last month, there has been a steady story of people not being able to get testing. I mean, forget home testing kits, right? And we should just have these uh, delivered directly. And that's another thing I don't understand. I mean, you want to talk about waste. Why are you spending time having people take online orders so that they can get the test? You should be stuffing them in their mailbox. Once a week, you should be giving them, I don't know, hmm, a week's worth of <laughs> tests. Right. Right. And then it's just done. And you don't have to think, oh, these people decided they wanted and then they canceled. But you know what? They were talking it over with their neighbor. And, yeah, they said they want him again. So would you mind to put him back in? The, oh, sure. No problem. You know, you're such a good employee. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to go get some coffee now. I mean, <laughs> doing that kind of thing rather than just get the test to the people and um yeah it's a it's a joke this i would say definitely not motivated and that's the thing when you're just this career politician like biden everything is just this stuff that just falls out of your mouth like science i follow science <laughs> testing we'll get the testing uh, uh freedom king uh justice racial justice July 4th, Neil Armstrong, Babe Ruth. So I'm placing an order for four tests. Right now. Go ahead and order eight and then mail them <laughs> to me, please. So well, all you gotta all you gotta do is go online and uh you just put in your address and they send them to you. They say seven to twelve days. Well, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. I, I, you want to make bets on when this is going to show up? Uh, sure, we'll do it. We'll, we, it's, it's a an over under. I'll, I'll take the over. I'll say it will take longer than that. Okay, longer than what? I'll say it'll take longer than twelve days. It'll take at least two weeks. Oh, oh no, no, I'm going to say a month. So you want to go more than a month? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, talk about your um, Soviet era inefficiency. Like you, well, yeah, yeah, a long time to. Yeah, let's let's do this topic then because um, it made me think of Soviet. You know, the thing that uh, you'd often see back in the good old days when we were teenagers. The you would you would see some filming of uh, wherever the food grocery center where everybody went to get their free food, right? Uh, Everybody had, you know, common place you went to get your food. And uh, you know, a lot of times there would be empty shelves. That was kind of the big problem there at the end. Was part of why the end of it all was that, you know, just breaking down the 
supply chain <laughs> human need. The, the, the supply chain was breaking, right? And uh, so, you know, now uh, apparently you're seeing that again with the grocery shelves being empty, uh, you know, because there's so many people sick. Not only are there people that can't, you know, there's fewer people that can ship it. There's fewer people that can uh, um, get it off the truck and get it um, unpacked out of the boxes, put it on the shelves, or you know, all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> so we, you know, we we won the Cold War, yay, man! <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not capitalism; it's COVID's fault, right? Well, I mean, it just again, it's this is what happens when the priorities are not on these basic fundamental things that keep uh, society um, at least in in solid uh, shape. But I just think more to the point, uh, for me, it reinforces how uh, we're not a capitalist uh, free market system. And uh, I mean, that's where if we happen to have anything to say about it this week, uh, we could get back to the still lingering uh, federal prohibition of cannabis, as well as the fact that um, in Kentucky and in Indiana and Tennessee and still in most of the states in this freedom loving United States of America that is not under communism and is a free market capitalist system, still cannabis is illegal. Have you heard any news about it at all? Um, there has been some talk about uh, Germany, actually. No, I meant uh, for the U.S. <laughs> oh, for the for the United States, uh, not so much. Uh, I think no, Oklahoma. I think that they're getting uh, uh, signatures to get it on the ballot to go full on recreational. Mm. Which for everything I've read about Oklahoma, they might actually do it. Well, yeah, like that that thing we were on last week was just like or a week or two ago. I was just ama- I, I was amazed it was just kind of wild west. <laughs> it's the biggest market now, but they don't still don't have a recreational. But right. there's just pot everywhere, so I guess they're just like, okay, well. Let me tell you something. What 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 I would do, honestly, um, I mean, and I don't know. I, w- I wish that goddamn happened in Kentucky. I mean, why? The, you know, what the fuck? I mean, but well, whatever. but this is what I was going to say. Is I mean, as I mean, as a U.S. citizen, if you've got two thousand dollars, I mean, you can go to Oklahoma <laughs> right now and you can get a <laughs> license to uh, grow and have a shop. Mm-hmm. So, if I were a business person and. Uh, I was interested in cannabis, and and had that uh, had that reserve capital. I mean, I would definitely do it as a investment, as as a experiment. I mean, um, well, it's it's definitely there's a bit of a gold rush uh, going on. They were talking about how the prices are like half of what they were before this all started. Uh, so yeah, the economic viability. Um, may not be so great, but whatever the deal, it is good for, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's totally good for Oklahoma that they're doing that, and it would be totally good for Kentucky, and it would be the perfect place for it, you know, it's highly, right. pop- it's highly popular as far as the, you know, the uh, polls go, but God, uh, 
They still haven't even done any kind of medical in Kentucky, right? There's like nothing, right? Uh, yeah, but it, it just makes me wonder. Like, blows what, my mind. Well, but I, I just I have to wonder about the polls. Would people say that they actually want it? I mean, how come they're not electing people that also want it? I mean, they well, these hardcore right wingers i mean well but it's not just business people but like these christian moral social conservatives and they want everything to be like the taliban wanted basically well i think that i think the cops you know must have just a real stranglehold on the moralists and the cops um yeah it's it's a little bit baffling because there's this yeah, I guess it's mostly the what tips it over is a stronger. Well, that's true of Oklahoma too. I was thinking Christianity, but um, yeah, I, I think Oklahoma. It must be similar to Colorado in that more Western, um, a little libertarian, libertarian, has liberal. You know, no prohibition on alcohol. Never was really, and all that. Uh, so there's that culture, but I mean, definitely Kentucky has had a strong pot culture. It's been an underground thing, but uh, it's definitely there. I mean, there. perhaps it did when when Gatewood uh, Galbraith was a um, was was a figure, uh, but that's been some time ago. I mean, I, I just think uh, Kentucky's uh, like a lot of America, really just gone off the edge into just the abyss of uh, extremism and, and fascism yeah. and definitely religious uh, fanaticalism. I mean, the, the way that, that religion, for example, will pervade into the, um, the, the mantra of the local basketball team, right? Or the way that the, that the people who are uh, front and center after the Mayfield tornado are, of course, the the priests. <laughs> yeah, and of course they're the well. They were they were in the back in the old days. It's kind of a more rare thing. I guess there's still some dry counties right uh, in Kentucky, but there's not many. And at least there's this county seats nearly always. Uh, for alcohol uh, nowadays, you know, it was the it was the bootleggers uh, or the equivalent black market uh, drug dealers uh, with the uh, cops also want the prohibition too. Uh, they get money off of that, and then you've got the, the preachers and stuff. They're railing against uh, the devil devil drugs and alcohol uh, right like but it's the way that uh, they're all allied right you're <clears throat> talking about the police the way that they're just so much in tandem with these secular organizations right so that you don't see the separation of church and state and really what i think is happening is, is you have the secular organizations like the government and the and the police that are taking this version of Christianity, right, and using it for themselves to assume this um, incredible, like, otherworldly power that we have over you, right? And if you piss us off, just like 
if you piss off God, then, you know, you're really going to, we're really going to let you have it. And uh, it was just like such a totally unsympathetic message. I mean, forget whether it was Christian or not. Like it just wasn't even human when the, the priest immediately started talking about now is not the time to start doubting God, like right after the tornado hit, right? It's easy to follow God when times are good, but when things go wrong, we still have to follow God. I mean, just this, don't you for one single second, let your mind wander or question anything or drift off of what we just tell you constantly that obey, obey, obey. Uh, again, it reminds me of that sign driving into uh, central Kentucky on, on one of the parkways that promotes Christianity and the, the message is uh, obey, right? You know, like a good Christian obeys. It's not, it doesn't say anything about peace or love, <laughs> right? Or uh, being merciful. Uh, just this uh, constantly negative message. And so it doesn't really surprise me that Kentucky would still be prohibitionist because it's just such a mean place. Like everywhere you turn in Kentucky, it's either sort of just barren nature, which of course is, is fine, but, or it's just something bland and uninviting or this fanatical religious message, right? And who needs it? Who needs to be, have that kind of, um, just so extreme and dogmatic and, um, as look, a sense of looking down on you and telling you what to do just in your face all the time. It's really a dreary place to live. I just think the solution is to get out. Get out There's another topic with the pending, uh, civil war. I think now more than ever, it's important that people go where they, feel safe and that they're actually in they're in a type of community that's already established that they want like the days are over that you can really build something and the Obamacon incremental progress and one day we'll get there and it's happening but it's happening so slow you can't actually see it but oh and what did Biden say when he was um, scurrying off onto the uh, airplane or the limousine the other day when they were asking them about his forlorn build back better keep the faith <laughs> keep the faith like we should be optimistic we'll get it done it'll work out it'll be okay you know, nothing, nothing happens but you can't that's the same sort of uh, tameness that you're being conditioned with by these institutions and it's that you, you that the uh, obsession of having to tame you that both religion uh, and the the police have in common, right? You have to be obedient. Don't express yourself. Don't act like an independent person, an independent thinker. Like, I don't need you to tell me what to think or what this means. Like, I nearly just got killed in a tornado and <laughs> my town's been destroyed. Like, you know, uh, this is pretty intense. <laughs> you really want to help people, you have to listen to them. Right. Now it's obvious that no one, none of the so-called leadership in Mayfield was going to do any listening to anyone or just to let the people themselves have a format for talking. Just like we really have it, if you think about this, have we really heard directly from the students themselves when it comes to what we should be doing with schools? I mean, because it strikes me like with this, uh, the strike at Kansas City or the, the students there walking out that 
a lot of them, and I think I said something to this effect last week, a lot of, of students, I think, are just fine with doing it remote. Like, it's not that big of a deal, and it does. they do worry. And I would be worried, too. I wouldn't care what anybody was telling me. Like, this just doesn't seem right. If this is still going on, there's still a, a pandemic, and you're stuffing me in this room with all these other people. And you know how hard it is to get everyone to keep the mask on all the time and to actually not come into close contact. And the, are they always going to wash their hands? And there's a reason they say to do these things, because if you don't do them, that's how the virus spreads. But they're not going to do it. But in any authoritarian society, what, who you're always hearing from are the dorks like <laughs> Rachel Maddow, right? And the people, the, the institutions, this is the people who are constantly wanting to tell you what to think. And just because it's not a person in a uniform um, doesn't mean that it's not still an authoritarian society. Like we, we don't go directly to the people themselves and hear directly from the people themselves in terms of uh, what they actually want or, or what their thoughts are. Like that definitely should have happened with the tornado coverage. Uh, oh, oh um, by the way, have you heard anything about the candle factory? No. Maybe. Well, no, but that's, I think that's noteworthy, yeah. right? I mean, right. It, it, it says that this Pretty much has right. been lost and forgotten as a story that, well, we'll be here. We'll be hearing some stuff in court, I guess, uh, eventually. But of course, that'll be months and months. Well, sure. Uh, but it, yeah. when you have these large gaps, right? Yeah. And that's that's the taming effect, right? You don't. Well, don't talk about it. But don't talk about it very much. Don't talk about anti-war. Don't talk about economic justice. Just. No, what do you expect? He was a black guy, so he was against racism. The racists are bad. He's, King said that it's wrong. Let's honor Dr. King. It's holiday. And that is one of the things that makes uh, all of these kind of movements hollow, right, is that they don't, they don't coalesce around uh, an anti-war movement, right? Because an anti-war movement is, is the one thing that gives your culture a, an edge. Right, gives the people an edge. And that's really the only thing that's going to keep governments in check in terms of we really don't want to piss these people off too much, right? You can only ride people so hard. I think America is different. I think America is such a rotten and flaccid place that America won't change. But I think other parts of the world are going to get more intense about overhauling the status quo and something will be done something drastic will be done in the year 2022 when it comes to the pandemic at least with some countries i think certainly mm -hmm. europe yeah i don't i don't see it man that <clears throat> yeah i think that um, well a lot of these countries have done lockdowns. It's, it's still, it was too late, I guess. Um, you know, let's look quickly look at the uh, and the numbers for. Uh, uh, let's see, global. Let's go global. So yeah, um, 
I mean, all of Europe is just fucking sky high, man. Uh, France, of course, is uh, kind of leading the pack. Uh, well, let's see. Beyond the British Virgin Islands and San Marino, Denmark is now number one. Wow. God, Four, they were like the 438 per 100,000. France, number two, 421. While Denmark was best in the world because they had gotten uh, everybody vaccinated. They had um, reached herd immunity. Yeah. They, so. they had issued a statement saying it's no longer a public health threat. So, I mean, I think, one. I, th- I think that um, the reason it's not going to, there's going to be some kind of conservative effort like you're talking about, like a worldwide lockdown or regional lockdown, um, it's just way too late. Uh, the, uh, even the places where they did everything right, uh, this latest Omicron is just swept through uh, everywhere. France is, we're, I mean, we're at 212 for 100,000. By our stats, France is 421, almost double. Spain, 294. Um, Ireland was the highest last week. It's on down a little bit, 381. Israel, 370. Well, Australia is the surprising one. It's it's 394. I mean, it's up near the highest in the world. Totally, you know, they had done a relatively good job. Uh, it was pretty low there. It's totally taken off there. Uh, what do you think of that? Uh, uh, the tennis star, um, what's his name? Jo- Djokovic. Um, yeah, I think he's a dickhead. I mean, <laughs> trying to get into uh, uh, just to play tennis and to cross international borders and and won't get vaccinated. I mean, mm-hmm. talk about arrogance. And yeah. Well, on top of he like he did the he heard about the thing where he was tested. He had tested positive and he went out anyway. And this was just like a couple weeks before uh, the Australia thing happened. It's like the 18th or 19th of December. He got a COVID positive COVID test on like the 17th and went out and did some kind of public event on the 18th. No mask and of course he's not vaccinated. So I mean the guys just. Yeah, I don't know. Psychopath. Yeah, really. It's all about me. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why. Really look for for tennis and for pro sports and for the uh, argument that I've always thought was weak that these uh, professional athletes are good role models. <laughs> um, yeah. But, so you know, Nor- Norway quickly. Norway is two hundred. Uh, Sweden two hundred. Finland's a 100. But yeah, just about all the European countries have got it bad. Germany's 92. Uh, I don't know. I guess they must be having a lot of lockdowns. Uh, yeah, but you also have to think, what would it be like if they hadn't done a lockdown? Netherlands, 203. So maybe because of lockdown. Yeah, but it's strange that Denmark, surely they've locked down. But uh, I guess I'll next week I'll look up some of these countries and see what their uh, we cover that next week what their policies are and why they may be so high despite what you think that they were quote responsible. 
Yeah, I, I really think this is kind of, at this point, it's totally beyond much control. Um, and uh, yeah. Only the Chinese. Only the Chinese control. were able. Yeah, they, they kept it, it out. And they got us. Yeah, they got it snipped. Got it, you know, nipped it in the bud, and they've got constant monitoring everywhere, and they've shut down the instant something shows up until it doesn't show up anymore. So they're they've got it, man. But uh, it's it's hopeless everywhere else. Now, maybe Africa can keep out of it. This they've been isolated somehow. Uh, it hasn't got into Africa except for the south. But it just still seems like there would be some benefit. To, uh, to some kind of lockdowns, because if you just start with like, oh, but that's what I'm saying is that lot, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have to find out next week uh, to confirm this, but I'm guessing that most of these European countries um, have had pre-hardcore lockdowns, especially compared to us with nothing. You know, uh, some degree of lockdown uh, has occurred in some of these countries, but maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe they've the reason it's so high is they've all kind of given up, just like we have. So. Or it could it could be though that um, that they've lifted their uh, lockdowns recently, right? That they did it through Christmas and then mm-hmm. New Year's, but they've opened up and then Omicron's come in. But but yeah. sure, I mean it's it's you can't look at those um, numbers and hear about the high transmissibility of Omicron and not think that as you put it it's just really too late there's a there's a kairos right there's a timing to the effectiveness of certain strategies it's kind of like once the house is burned down like turning the hoses on doesn't, <laughs> yeah, that's a good doesn't work that well i like that okay man I'll, uh update the listener to uh Trying to discover about the mystery of what's going on with these damn Europeans while they can't get their fucking act together while we were doing such a great job here. Number one! Yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, maybe we'll, uh, we can actually get some actual numbers uh, in terms of uh, total deaths and, uh, and total in- infections. Certainly the, the total deaths because... Um, um, I'm I'm thinking we can't be that far off from 900,000. Yeah, I think it's 856. So, but uh, yeah, deaths are up 50%. They're about 2,000 a day right now. So it's starting to go up. Yeah. All so right, do, man. Do Do you think that once this uh, Omicron surge is over? That uh, finally it um, it burns itself out, or is it just gonna keep on trucking? Yeah, that's that's the big mystery. I just uh, I just don't know what to believe. I mean, it seems to be blowing through. Um, seems to be blowing through. Um, yeah, I, I really can't tell you. I'm a, I would have been hopeful before, but now you hear about you know people that just uh, getting it triple, quadruple vaxxed and uh, heard that natural immunity isn't so great. And yeah, so it's not really looking good. Here's, here's something to think about. Uh, 
since the beginning, um, has this virus done one thing that we were hoping it would do? <laughs> well, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I think there's been a, the scientists have kind of had fairly good handle on it, uh, it seems like, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's too complicated and, and it's just too new to, to know, really predict it. Yeah, I mean, if there's another variant that's like, you know, what if there's a variant that's Omicron infectious and it kills people? You know? Fuck. That's, <laughs> that's a possibility. Right. So, Like there's a Deltacron where <laughs> yeah. you could get infected by both and they could hybridize like, like two different um, uh, mutants, two different variants can and infect the same person and share information and then they create a um, uber variant of covid squared right twice as infectious twice as deadly uh, but the answer is is no like from the beginning there's not a single thing that from uh, biologically that you're hoping would would happen and that's another big mistake that americans have made is the thinking that omicron isn't that bad i mean just the fact that Omicron is less severe than Delta alone doesn't mean it's still not bad, uh, which it is. And then, I mean, someone's uh, mathematician put it this way. They said, let's say that you're, um, you're being attacked by a weapon that's one third as powerful, but you're being attacked four times as much. Right, it's an increase of 1.3. Right, so overall, like Omicron will be 1.3 times as bad as Delta was. Um, and this, if that many people are getting infected, then you, you have to think there's going to be more mutations. Uh, but the most worrisome thing is, is that the the immunity doesn't seem to be long lasting like you can get reinfected if you've had it before and you can get infected if you've been vaccinated even if you've been boosted um and that omicron seems less resistant to vaccine so um Not that really good. does leave one in a quandary like um, yeah. all right all right man four David Miller, this is Dr. David Overby, and you've been listening to the Oblivion Podcast. See you next week.